Hello, podcasters. If you're going to buy something online, what's the first thing you do? What I do is I go and read the reviews. So what if there was an apostolic place to get a review? Guess what? There is. And he's with us today on Kingdom Speak. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. You've got that look in your eye that you're just ready to rip on another episode. Yes, we are. We are. And we're hoping someone's going to give us a good review on this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so today we can ask them to rate and review us and then review the reviewer. That's it. That's it. That's it. If you haven't caught on, we're doing reviews today, right? <laughs> Apostolic review. And you know what? They are important. Apostolic review, yeah. They are. Yeah, they are. an apostolic's perspective. You know, um, just before we get our guest turned loose, I don't know if we'll get him to stop talking once we start him off. So. Yeah, yeah, we got to make sure. <laughs> so one of the first times that I really started rooting around, admittedly, on Apostolic Review's site was when they wrote a review about us. Yes. We had made contact on social media, and then I hadn't really got into the website. And then I read our review that they wrote, and I'm not. And even you didn't sure. recognize yourself. I'm not sure they listened to the right <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, wow, those are really nice words. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was well done. Yeah, it unless well you done. wrote it and had them sign it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. We are glad today to have the founder and I believe chief editor of Apostolic Review with right. us today. And also a pastor, and yes. a dad, and a student, and an author, uh, blog, a, a blogger. Blogger. Yeah. And so um, we're still going to see if we can do the name thing without without really butchering it too You bad. first. We'll, you we'll first. send you a book if you get it right. You'll send me a book if I get it right. Oh, <laughs> Hooked on phonics. <laughs> Come on. You read my mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pastor Bracamonte. Tay. You get a book. I get a book. Come on. Let's go. Let's Where, go. There, there's got to be applause, applause or something. Here it is. Okay, good. There you go. Good. We are honored to have you with us today. Thank you for uh, taking time to to do a podcast with us today. And as uh, Brother Derek already mentioned, thank you for um, having one of your uh, contributors do a review on our podcast. We do appreciate it. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. And so we, I wish we, I could take credit for the review, but uh, that, that would have to go to Brother Ryan LaRue. Yes, he did do a great job. Yeah. He did. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we just since the inception of Kingdom Speak, have kind of connected mm. uh, through social media is where it started. And uh, right. so I just want to give you an opportunity to uh, let our listeners know a little bit more, not just about Apostolic Review, but I guess we could start with you um, and the fact that, uh, you know, how it all came about. And it's important to start with the man. So how how... Did you end up 
in Montana, for starters. Where, where did that, how did that unpack? We were exiled. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm listening. This is great. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, you know, like as we were talking earlier, I'm, um, my bishop, my pastor is Bishop Rick Mayo out of uh, Cornerstone in Washington. And, yes, sir. Um, great man. Great man of God. Yes, sir. Know, uh, I love... Yes. I, I um, we, we we need to see if we can get him to come on and give us his his oh, testimony. Man, you, what an incredible testimony! Yeah, powerful man of God, and uh, you know he's just one of those men of God. Uh, he's he's a shaper or former, I guess that's kind of well the said. words I can use. He's, well he's just shaped shaped me and uh, sharpened sharpened the edge, I guess, so to speak, and and that's what his ministry does, and. Um, so you know i'm i'm from his church he's my pastor um he was kind of in charge of this church out here because their their pastor had an emergency um and so he had to leave the church and uh family issues is a, a lot of stuff i'm not even aware of to be honest with you but sure. they had asked me and my wife to come down here um just on sundays um, uh, cornerstone's about two and a half hours from uh, missoula and uh, they had asked us to come in and uh, we take care of the church. My wife plays the keys. She's, you know, sure. I think the only reason we still have a, a good church right now is because of her and her singing and, <laughs> and her, her worship ministry. Would you mind bringing her in, please? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and so we're here. Um, and uh, what happened is, is we just kept coming and covering and it's been 10 years and we're still, Wow. covering and we're still waiting for the the pastor to come no <laughs> have you checked your voicemails uh we check them daily and you know we're, we still haven't broke the fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's uh, that's kind of neat i've been about uh 10 years that i've been uh pastoring here as well so that's kind of a neat connection there wow right yeah yeah it goes by fast right boy it does so yeah it feels, so. feels like a year, you know, it doesn't it just doesn't seem that long, but um, it's like I was telling you earlier, you know, it's, we know this is where God has us. Mm -hmm. So sure. Um, you know, sure. we're, we're, uh, we're planted, we're rooted, you know, we bought a house out here, we bought property. And um, I think once you do that, you kind of let the devil know you're, you're here to stay. That's right. And, uh, and I think that's just, important. Yeah. We, we drew a line in the ground said, Hey, uh, you know, we're not turning back, you know, we're going to stay here until we have revival. And, you know, so we do a lot of things, but that's, that's our, our, um, why we're here, why we're living, you know, is, wow. is to have revival, see the kingdom of God expand. And so that's, that's the root of it all. How, how big is the, the city that you're in the town? city? You know, it's a, I would call it a fluctuating city because it's a, it's got a university. And so, okay. you know, okay. during the summer, it's about, I would say 50, 60,000. And nice. during, you know, uh, when school's on, it, it gets up to about a hundred, 110,000. Wow. Um, but with, and you know, there's a lot of surrounding communities, but just to put that in perspective, um, Missoula is the second biggest city in Montana. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and so Billings would be the biggest. And I think they're about 130, maybe 150,000, somewhere around there. And we so, can relate to what you're saying. 
<laughs> yeah, the sprawling metropolis of Plasterog is yeah. it's stunning in in presentation when you drive in. Yeah, yeah. ours yeah. ours fluctuates too, but it's based on the SPCA population. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, uh, you know, you're going to have to, uh, SPA, I'm not sure what that is. SPCA. Animals. SP the animal shelter. The animal shelter. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have, we've blossomed to about a thousand people here in Plaster Rock. So we're. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Rural. It is rural. Yes, it is. Well, I'll stop feeling sorry for myself right up, right about this point. I've yeah. seen a few of the pictures you've posted where you live in those mountains, and man, it's just jaw-dropping the scenery out there. Right, Gorgeous. it is. I mean, every every single day. And the thing about those pics is people think, uh, you know, those are all probably within five, ten minutes of my house. They're just little drives around the back roads wow. here. You know, so. Very mountainous, huh? Beautiful. Yeah, very mountainous. A lot of rivers. You know, there, there's a river in, in western Montana. There's a river on probably every road. Wow. Wow. So. How aggressive is winter for you? You know, winter, the, the hardest part about winter is driving, mm. you know, um, them getting the plows on the road. Right. And so, and you just, you just never know. I remember one, one Wednesday night, I think it was two years ago. Uh, just to give you an example. Um, we got home from, from midweek. Right. And it, it just, it snowed. It, it was coming down hard. And so I get out there, you know, with, with the snowblower and I'm, I'm working and I'm cold and shivering and cause I got to get it, you know, cleaned out because I got to take my daughter to school in the morning. And, this guy knows uh, what man, life's all about hearing him talk. Yeah, right. you do. This, this is life. Man, right? I get up in the morning. It doesn't look like I did anything. <laughs> oh yeah. And Welcome so I, to I our world. There, I get out there with the plow uh, or with the blower and, and I forgot to turn the chute. You know, the, <laughs> oh the, I the wrong way to the on, wind, man. right? I talk about quick wake up call. <laughs> we can feel you. Nothing right. wakes you up in the morning like snow sideways and ice hitting you in the face. Right. Coming like in sideways. Miles an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And right about so, then's when you pick up your phone and you try to find that nice picture and remind you yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just, uh, we want to make, make everybody think we're doing well, you know, <laughs> right. See right. how spiritual we are. <laughs> and we get this a lot, you know? Uh, yeah, but y'all have dry cold, you know, yes. 40 below zero is cold, whether it's wet, cold or dry cold. It doesn't oh, yeah. make any difference. It's right. still 40 below zero. <laughs> it's, 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 but I will take, you know, I'll take zero with no wind over 20 with wind. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I'm with you on yep. that. Yeah. So that yeah. wind just comes right to your clothes. You know what we just did right there? We done a review on winter right there. Yeah. Just, this is what we did. An apostolic review of winter. <laughs> you didn't know that this was actually a recruiting session. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, man, that's that's some excellent that's cool. um that's good stuff to know. Excellent background. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Oh, apostolic review. Pleasure. So how how old is that? Has, has that been around a while? Um, you know, we in Ju July was the one year anniversary of it. Oh wow! So okay, it, it is it is fairly new. It's it's fresh. Mm -hmm. You know. Yes. Um, 
and it, it's just become what it's become kind of on its own. It wasn't, I, I guess, you know, intentional in, in that sense. Mm. Um, just to give you a little background on it, what really happened was, you know, um, I was on social media, you know, I'm on, on uh, the Twitter feeds and, and that stuff. And so I would post books that I was reading and stuff. And I started getting a, a lot of direct messages um, from apostolic uh, young men or different men saying, Hey, you know, Hey bro, uh, how about this book? You know, have you read that book? Or, you know, do you recommend this book? Have you, you know, just, and, uh, you know, I don't read, uh, I think people think I read a lot. You know, I read about two books a month. So I mean, I can't read everything. Sure. Um, and so, you know, there were some books I recognized and, and some books I didn't, mm -hmm. and I happened to be connected to, and if you ever get a chance to, to do, to, uh, interview this guy a brother mancino tony mancino yeah um i was connected to him so i i reached out to him and said hey you know uh you know about these books and 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 this and we started talking about commentaries and, and different stuff and uh so i told him you know what i think i'm just gonna start a website and start doing reviews on books and then we'll just mm. we'll get some people you know uh and you know none of us have read everything but maybe if we get together, there's, you know, we, we can start really giving some good advice on these books, you know, and I think the big concern was, and it's always been for me is when you read books, whether you, whether you like it or not, you're reading theology, especially Christian books, right? Sure. You're reading doctrine, you're reading points of view. Mm -hmm. And many of our people don't know what they're reading. Um, and they're reading theology in these books. They're they're formational, whether you like it or not. They're sure. going to form your thinking, right? They are absolutely. And so here you are ingesting, mm. you know, the five points of Calvinism, and you don't even know it. And the next thing you know, you're 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 teaching and sharing and something, out. and you you think you're apostolic because it sounded good, it read good, they connected a scripture to it. Yeah. Or absolutely you know, right. You, right. And so um, I've had young men and. and uh, I'll give you an example, and it's a very popular book, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, and it's an old book, but a lot of people like this book. It's by a, an author named Richard J. Foster. Maybe you've heard about it, The Celebration of Discipline. I have heard of that. It's, I've never read it. I mean, it's, it's a classic, but if you really read the book and, and you look into the theology of it, it talks a lot about the spiritual practices, prayer, and, and stuff like that. And I read the book, and one of the things you notice is he – He's more of a new age kind of praying man, All right. more of a Zen praying man. Mm -hmm. And he weaves this with Christianity. And so if, if you reflect on that and you measure it against the word, one thing you're going to notice is the way he's talking about praying, mm -hmm. you find no biblical foundation for that kind of praying. It's a different kind of praying. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of praying that apostolics pray. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of praying that our pastors and our teachers have taught us how to pray. Mm -hmm. uh, we pray in the spirit, you know, we pray according to the word, we, we pray sincerely. Right. And those are not the just prayer. nuanceical differences. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, it's this, this book, you know, before, if, if you start practicing what he's talking about it, by the time you're done, uh, you're going to be doing some kind of Zen meditation. You're out hugging a tree. Yeah. Hugging a tree, letting your spirit right? go, you know, right. one with nature. Right. And, yeah. you know, you open. And, and so, you know, you have people reading these kind of books and practicing these things and then wondering why they're struggling spiritually. Mm. Um, that might be one of the reasons, you know, that's a very and good so, point. Uh, 
I, I think in that sense, you know, and I had a, there was a couple men that asked me about certain books and I, mm-hmm. you know, I asked them, you know, where are you doctrinally? You know, how solid are you? Because there's some books you can read and there's some books you can't read. For sure. And, and so that's kind of, that's kind of how it was birthed out, you know, and it's kind of, now it's just kind of taken on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real quick, before we go any more into that, I wanted to ask you this, something you just mentioned. Uh, who were the influencers that got you into reading books? Uh, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I before before I got baptized, before I got filled with the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. I wasn't an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was. Uh, I liked to read, but I read magazines. You know, it was this this was in the world. I'd read mm-hmm. a, a book now and then. I was never a, a consistent avid reader. Mm-hmm. But it was I. You know, I have to give credit where credit is due. It was the Bible. You yeah. know, when when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I really just started reading the Bible. It was my pri- it still is my primary book. It's the first Absolutely. thing I read every yeah. day. Yeah. And so it was out of that, um, I wanted to grow. So the first book that I bought um as after being baptized. First was, book. Okay, you know, here we go. What God, was it? David Bernard. Okay. Yeah, um, that's, that's that, that was gets my around. Very first book. Yeah. And because I wanted to know more about, uh, and it was my pastor had recommended that to me. So I, I got it, you know, yep. your pastor recommends a book and yep. it's probably a good one to read most likely, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I bought the, the flaming sword, you know, and it was kind of from there, you know, I, I noticed within myself that, you know, my, my thoughts were, were, uh, were, were growing, you know, the, the way I expand your brain. Yeah, the Godhead, you know, the the things that, you know, I was like, wow, this is awesome. And and so it was kind of it was kind of that that really birthed um yep. you know, a hunger to read. Yep. And and ever since then I've just been reading, you know, and I I don't read fast and you know, um I just try to read consistently. Do you read digitally? What's that? Do you read digital formats or do you do all I, paper? Mostly paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do there, you know, I, I do read some digital stuff, you know, it's good to have it on an iPad when you're out and about. Yeah. For sure. Um, it's convenient, right? But I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I just, think oh. they're going to shut down the web and take away. Yeah. All so you want that paper say, well, on the shelf, my... right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I live in Montana. So, you know, uh, uh, we're all, we're all about conspiracies out here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So besides Pastor McKillop, one of the one of the elders who got me into reading was missionary Brad Lambeth. Um, and he's a big Kindle guy. He reads a lot of Kindle, but it's just intriguing to me how it really affects, um, you know, you can see, cause he showed me some of, you know, he flipped down through his Kindle library and it's really cool to see the different types of things that men can read, you know, just right. like you said, there's obviously theology, but then there is things like uh, Animal Farm, right? A very classical yes. oh, sort wow. of yeah. book. Um, very interesting to me how you can just have every reader can just seem to, and you and I have talked about this, Pastor, where somebody can say, oh, that book was awesome. Oh, and yeah. then you read it. Yeah. And it's like, bro. It didn't do it. Do you finish every book that you start? No. Um, do you know what? I, I don't either, but it's do. always a struggle for me because I'm I'm one of these guys that wants to check the box off. Right. <laughs> 
one, you know, the, I, I went through a season of that where it was like, you know, no matter what book I get, I'm going to read it all the way through. Right. And then what you, you find out is some books you are actually wasting your time. <laughs> totally. Right? Man, I just so read you, a book like that where I got halfway yeah. through it and I realized the yeah. guy comes out and says, I don't believe in God. Yeah. It's like, what? Right. Yeah. <sighs> right. And Why so am I going to listen to what you have to say about Jesus and the disciples if you don't even believe that Jesus was God? Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it, it helps readers to, to learn the art of perusing. True. You know, I, well said. You know, and, you know, well check said. every chapter, read, read a paragraph out of a chapter and, you know, and there's some books, there was a book by Eugene, Eugene Peterson, um, pastors. He, it's a book about pastors and, uh, the first three chapters are worth reading. After that, it's just repetitive. Mm -hmm. So I, I shut it yep. down. So I'm not getting, you know, there's other books yep. to read, you know, and, and so. Um, yeah, I think the, the art of perusing and, and annotating are probably the two best things you can do when it comes to reading and to retaining. And a lot of people read to just say they've read books. There you go. It's yeah, that's a great to point. To retain. And annotating, you've mentioned that. I'm, I'm that that's me. And you know, I've got some some folks, friends, even that you know, my book is my friend. I, I can't I can't write in it. I can't deface it. You don't want to read my books then because they're they're hashed and hacked up pretty bad. That's a book collector. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, if you can sell it and there's not even a note in it, well, what did you get out of it, right? That's right. what I'm wondering. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, right. A, that's, that's a book collector, you know. It, it's um, it's like your Bible. You know, my Bible's marked up, you know. Absolutely, but, yeah. Right. Have right. you Do you have books that you reread? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, there's just some books that there's just so much good stuff in there that you, even if you annotate, you just can't retain it all, you know? Sure. And so you, you go back, you know, especially as a pastor, right? Um, sometimes there's subjects and you say, oh man, I remember I read something about this. This will help my my sermon or, or this will help the Bible mm -hmm. study. And mm -hmm. I know this, you know, brother so how, said something. So how do you track your notes? Do you do that digitally? Do you have a book journal and notes or? Um, I don't. I you just, just rely on your brain. Yeah, I rely on my brain. You know, it, uh, if something's impacted me, it usually stays there pretty good. If mm -hmm. if it didn't, it, it probably wasn't worth worth staying in the brain. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just um, that's kind of how I go about it. I and mean, everybody's different, you know. Every, every, you gotta kind of find your groove and how you read and, and how you retain. I think it's very important, kind of kind of coming back to sort of why you you started apostolic review and uh, it this this is huge and and this is why i i put value on what you are doing mm -hmm. because everything that is being published is a doctrine and i think it's fundamental that we get that right. yeah not just everything apostolic that's being published right right everything we could break off into this and talk about music, things of that right. same nature. Same deal, right? Same deal. Everything is pounding a message. It's got a message, yeah. Everything's Absolutely. pounding a message. I, th I think um, I, I had one of my, a man in my church that's uh, that's an up-and-coming, very successful businessman. And so he, he sent me a, a section out of a book that he was reading on thinking and growing mm -hmm. to be rich. And he was wanting my opinion on what was being said, so I think what you've what you stated, and I believe you said, uh, 
Bishop Mayo may have mentioned to you that you, you need to you need to be you need to be rooted and grounded doctrinally mm. before right. you can ingest. And I think you said that you you suggest that to people. You know right. how how solid are you doctrinally before you tackle this particular material? I think it's Revelations that talks about um, the church in Thyatira mm-hmm. and Jezebel. I have somewhat against you because you suffered that woman Jezebel to teach. She has a doctrine. Right. Every time she opened her mouth, she was pounding that message. Mm-hmm. And and that, right. that's what Elijah was was building a church in the face of. That's what he was trying to awaken Israel on the top of Mount Carmel to. Right. And 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 that 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 seedbed and, and vein runs clear through to the book of Revelations. Mm. So right. I, I think it is so key that we teach apostolics how to digest material. Right. What, that, what's, that is key. You know, because you, you've got to learn how to be able to take something, read it, detect. You know, it's, it's kind of like the, the counterfeits at the bank. You know, you get to so familiar, familiarize yourself with the genuine currency that you pick up on the fake. There you go. Yeah. That's, I mean, you, you can't say it any better than that. And and that's really what, that's the niche that, that, that apost- or one of the niches that Apostolic Review is, yeah, is addressing. You know, and it, 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 it was a concern, and it is a concern of mine. You know, um, I've read some books and, and, and they're always, re- and the danger, the danger with some of these books, especially when you get into theological books and people that have a, the- a strong theological viewpoint, is they're always wrapped in a wrapping that seems familiar, that seems like safe, right? Sure. They'll wrap it with the scripture, they'll, they'll wrap it. And and you're halfway into it and you're not really, you're just reading mm-hmm. and you're not processing. And there's, there's a big difference. So you can read and you're ingesting all this information, but you're not really processing it. And one of the reasons you can't process it is because you don't have the tools, right? The doctrinal tools to say, hey, this doesn't match up. Right, yeah. It Absolutely. doesn't raise any flags with you. We believe, so those, the doctrine, they're, they're mental tools. The, the doctrine, it's not just words out there say, hey, we live like this and that's it. They're actually, you know, it's a spiritual tool that God gives us to be able to perceive and, and discern things, you know, um, and everything works in our minds, right? Our thoughts, our imaginations. And so information is processed in our mind or deposited in our mind. Um, And so you have to have the tools to process that kind of stuff. And so if you don't have the spiritual maturity and it's not a knock against you because you're, you're not there yet to read a certain book, you just have to be honest and say, Hey, you know, theologically that may be a challenge for me because I don't recognize some of the things that are being taught in that book or some of the things that are being spoken. An example, and this is going to cause a con- controversy. You were talking this gives about us music. more subscribers, it's- so we like controversy. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we talk about music um, as an example. Here's a great example. You know, if you know anything about Christian music, it's theology sung. That's what it is. You're singing 
theology. For sure. That's right. huge that, what you've just said right there. Right. Yeah, you're singing theology. So That is missed uh, on so many people. Here comes a Bible bomb. Look oh. out. Look out. <laughs> you know, Boom. So I just just try you right. I've told my wife this, you know, is that we don't sing Hillsong and we don't sing Bethel because there's Go so on. Amen. just far from what we are. And they have a message. Well, there's a very popular song um and it's it's old already but it still causes controversy when you talk about it is reckless love right 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 that song theologically there's two doctrinal points that that song teaches it teaches calvinism mm -hmm. and it teaches liberal theology mm -hmm. that's if if you listen yeah. to the lyrics if you stopped and you wrote down the lyrics and you compared it to calvinism what you are seeing are the five points of Calvinism. And my, and my mindset is what in the world does an apostolic have? Oh, why so would an apostolic be lifting their hands and singing in church the five points of Calvinism? We don't, we don't teach it. That goes directly against what we teach in Acts 2.38. Absolutely. Right? Um, God is reckless. <laughs> There's, teach me that scripturally. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where is the idea right in in scripture that God is reckless? <laughs> God is the picture of intentionality. God does not do anything by accident and he's not taken by surprise. There you go. Those are two two go. things that would have to happen for God to be reckless. Right. So now now you're going to have to deal with the doctrine of foreknowledge, right? Right. Does God foreknow or does he not foreknow? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. And right. you know, and so go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I want, I want, I want. And so when it, it comes to books, it's the same, um, it's the same uh, idea or the same premise that you have to be careful with what you're reading. So you have to have enough uh, doctrinal, uh, for lack of better terms, you have to be savvy enough doctrinally to work your way through some books. Well, and, and that, yeah, this conversation is so, it, it's, it's so fundamental for, for every level, but especially, um, new Christians, new apostolics, right. And aspiring ministers. I, I think these are two hugely vulnerable sectors. So right. tagging back into the music thing, I've, I've seen this discussion, um, I've seen it. I've, I've become a little more active and involved on social media since we've got our podcast up and going. And I've seen this discussion even amongst Orthodox Baptist folks. Mm. Right. And they are coming out and releasing blogs, podcasts yes. oh, yeah. about why they don't sing Bethel music. It's a big deal, man. And there's apostolics that sing it. Yeah. And I'm shaking my head going, am I missing something right now? I, I've had that. My wife's a worship leader. And she's like, why, you know, if these churches that aren't oneness Pentecostal mm -hmm. have enough insight spiritually to recognize the danger in this sort of music coming into the church, where are we at theologically as oneness God. Pentecostals yep. where we can't navigate that? 
Yeah, this, this is this is massive. It's legit. This this kind of um, tags into something that has has played a, a role into what we're doing even right now. Right. But and and this platform, for sure, what you're doing. Um, but I'm I'm very concerned about the degree of consumers in the apostolic movement as it relates right. and comparison contrast with the amount of creators. Right. We're, we're, we've, we've got a generation that's consuming more content than it is creating. Right. And the creators of content set the direction. They set the oh, trend. Absolutely. absolutely. I can remember I'm a musician. I play music. I can remember in my formative years, man, the, the charismatic movement, mm -hmm. they watched what the apostolics were doing. Right. And they duplicated right. their music. Right. And now it's Boy, almost flipped. It's, it's, flipped. it's almost flipped in its entirety. It sure has. Yeah, where's our minstrels? Yeah. Like somebody listening to this, it, it needs to be inspired to yeah, go, right. we're going to begin creating it. Why can't we write music? We can write it from a theological soundness that we right. can never inherit from from Bill Gaither. Hey, easy on my man Bill. Easy. <laughs> now you're starting real controversy. Bill Bill is yeah. a solid supporter of Kingdom Speak. Hey, yeah, yeah, he is. We love you, Bill. I think I saw that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you feel that homecoming vibe? <laughs> Woo! Praise God. No, but hey, you you're right on. I mean, so talking about the apostolic review that that's another thing that it's become and, and we kind of push um talking about content and creators is man there are a lot of good apostolic uh creators out there already with yes. a lot of good apostolic content right and so one of the things we do with the apostolic review we kind of want it to be a hub for uh absolutely musicians, podcasters, bloggers, authors, authors yeah. anybody uh, to share their ministry so that we can point our brethren into places that are edifying, places mm -hmm. that build up, places that are safe for them theologically and doctrinally, like, like this podcast, right? I mean, that's why we didn't mind doing a review. That's why we don't mind pushing it out. It's not about uh, the apostolic review. For sure. It's about getting the content out there that our brethren have that we we can point people in the right direction, whether it's a book, whether it's a blog, whether it's a podcast, whether it's music, it doesn't matter. The point is that, you know, not everybody's an avid reader. Sure. But some people, they just can hear preaching all day, good preaching, right? Sure. And so we can point them in the right place, say, hey, this, you need to go to this place. You're mm -hmm. going to get a lot of good preaching content. Yeah, you know? absolutely right. Some people love hearing podcasts. Well, hey, go this way. There's a lot. There's brethren well, that are just solid. And and here's um, here's here's a critique. Okay, mm -hmm. I think sometimes just because it's apostolic doesn't mean it's producible. Oh, well, so it's that. yeah, it, it's incumbent upon us, right. To do it with the best of our ability, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do That's it with right. all thy might. So there are songs that I've heard that are incredible, but you could tell they were recorded in a closet in a basement somewhere. 
Right. And I can't stand to listen to it. The theology's right. The lyrics are great, but I just can't stand You're to listen to it. You're killing us over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think we, it, it helps. And that's part of the review, too. We're not going to, you know, we, we don't want to... Um, just throw everything out there just because it says apostolic on it. Uh, right. And I think that there's a shift in that area. Right. Right. And that's awesome. Um, you have to have the, the, the 10 times better spirit, right? Uh, yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, everything they did was 10 times better yeah. than everyone else in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that, that's right. got to be the, the one is Pentecostal mentality um, that is 10 times better. But, you know, there is uh, some phenomenal content out there. Incredible. Uh, books, for example, you know, and this is just the honest truth, and I've, I've had this conversation with Brother Mancino. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, it was hard to find books mm -hmm. that were well-written by apostolic authors. Right. There were a few, you know, you had Brother Bernard, Brother Wilson, Brother Booker, some some men here and there mm -hmm. that were, you know, but there they were few and far. Right. There is, uh, I mean, there, there are some authors, young authors, um, that are coming up right now that are excellent writers, premier doctrinally yeah. sound. It's well thought out, well written. There's a flow to their thought. There's a flow to the reading. Um, and so we have more, uh, it's almost like a Renaissance for, for apostolics in one sense in, in writing great. and That's reading. Great. We have some really, really good authors now. Um, can you name drop a few just while we're going by? Yeah. I mean, if you haven't read NS Whitley stuff, you well, know. I've seen the, the latest book that he put out. I haven't read it yet. I, I by uh, the way, just, tried to buy three copies and his website won't ship to Canada. So brother Whitley, you got to help us out here. I'll send him a message. I'll, I'll let him know that people are trying to get his book. Help out and, the Canadians. Uh, yeah. He's got a, a phenomenal blog. He's, he's an excellent writer. Um, especially on the spiritual practices. He's, he's really phenomenal in, in that area. There's a young man named Samuel Vaughn. Uh, it filled the house. And he talks his books about the glory filling the house of God and that in a modern context, right? Great book. Um, it's just just a couple there. Uh, that's great. That's, awesome. That's great. I think Brother Rashidi Collins has got a book out right now. It's, it's, uh, I haven't read it yet, so I can't really speak on it, but I've heard good things about it. And so uh, Brother Grove, uh, he sent me a couple. I'm reading through them right now for review. Um, so far, they look like they're pretty solid. I just reviewed one, um, Finally Be Strong. I've never heard of this brother. It was sent to me by, by Pastor Baines in Indiana. It's a man in his church. It's actually published by Tyndale. So wow. Tyndale doesn't just wow. publish anybody's book, right? Yeah. And so when I saw a publisher, I said, okay, well, this is, <laughs> you yeah. know, let's read through this. And wow. um that's so it's just good. a book about discipline, a revival of self-discipline, you know, uh, from a biblical perspective. Do you do you Phenomenal. have the name of the author right there? Richard M. King. Thanks. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of good books that are starting. I think where where we fall short still is we don't have any like systematic theologies. We do, you know, um, Again, doctrines of the Bible would be a systematic theology by Bernard. Um, there are some, but a, a solid uh, systematic theology set, maybe you know, a solid, solid commentary set by multiple oneness authors, you know, would be something phenomenal. Pastor um, um, Mayo has 
what is, is it like a uh, symposium? Symposium that of he, the apostles doctor, apostolic yeah, doctor. Yeah. 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 That's um I've I've had the privilege to read some of the material that's come out of that. That's tremendous. Right. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. So we got some, we, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of uh excellence out there. And I, I think part of that is is you have more apostolics, you know, uh, mm. lending themselves to education. Yeah, absolutely. Learning to write, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Spelling again, is a big deal when you write a book, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what the biggest deal is when it comes to writing is having a good editor. <laughs> oh, there oh, you go. That is the truth. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. The that's guy that's the honest and says, you know what, we're taking this out of the book. Again, I think I think it comes back to our doctrine is solid. It's a matter Man, of publishing it in a way that reflects the quality of the doctrine. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, learning how to write, you know, learning how yeah. to uh, mm-hmm. get it out there. Uh, Writing is a big deal. And I think it's something that we haven't done enough as, as apostolics. Yeah. You know? And I, I, but I do agree. I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged with the uptick. Mm-hmm. Right. And, the and, podcast, and music I mean, wise, podcast wise, blog wise, they're just even through this COVID crisis. It's 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 like it's it's a ballooning. It appears, and I, and I hope it. I hope it's not just a disappearing trend. Right. You That's going to be the challenge. You know, if, if things got come back to normal, um, you know, do you just throw in the towel on on these uh, new talents you've acquired? Well, and, and I can speak for myself personally, you know, my traveling has stopped dead cold because of this. Right. So it's created a window in, in my schedule to do this. And it, it's, it's, you know, the discussion has to be had. Is it worth the time to keep it going once it opens back up? Um, you know, and that's what you well, hope. I can answer that for you right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I thought we you. were about to get fired, producer Randy, yeah. live in a podcast. <laughs> Here's your papers, boys. <laughs> we, we need the content because if we don't have it, especially the younger generation, mm-hmm. they'll go find it. And they'll find it well, somewhere so You're going to listen to something for a podcast, right? If you're into right. that stuff. Right. Why not listen to something you can associate with, something that's high quality, something that's going to edify yeah. you maybe even exhort you and rebuke you, right? Sure. Um, sure. You know, you our want. best producing podcast up to now has been Labels, yeah. which is probably the one where we've confronted a lot of yeah. current-day mindsets. Right. You know? Yeah. And remember when we recorded it, we're like, we don't want to get into too much. And could you, could you just um, – that's not on YouTube, that episode. Yeah, if you actually go to our YouTube – channel and look through the episodes you'll notice that labels is not there for some reason our producer <clears throat> happens to be sitting in the room without a mic which is great con- convenience yeah, to us he is talking over there but nobody can hear him. his lips are moving <laughs> long story short the cameras we just had a flaw in them that day so yeah so that one is only push the record button <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> But you're right. A little confrontation of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Culture. Yeah. You know, Pastor Caleb Adams and I've had this discussion. He puts, he uploads 
a high percentage of all of his material, his preaching, to his right. website. And he says that that the messages that have gotten the most traction historically are on holiness and things of that nature, which you would think are kind of a bit of, you know, touche when it comes to throwing it out mm-hmm. on a public venue like that. Right. But there's a hunger mm. for sound apostolic content. Right. It's 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 the only thing that's going to work anyways. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, I was right. listening to um, an interview and there was, it was actually the Southern Baptist. I've, I've been kind of watching their stuff because, you know, they've been really dealing with all this uh, critical race theory and intersectionality and all this kind of stuff has really just torn that, torn them apart. Okay. And uh, if you don't see it coming, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can come into anywhere through mm-hmm. anybody. And yeah. so I was watching the interview and the ones that are more conservative, they're figuring out that, Hey, we've been too sensitive for too long. We've been too interested in healing the wounded, right? People that were wounded in the church because of, of hard preaching or preaching mm-hmm. of truth. Right. It's not that we can't preach with grace, you know, but the reality is it's the truth that makes you free. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. doctrine that makes you free. Yeah. And so um, I think, you know, talking about why holiness, why those messages are so popular, mm. it's because they have the truth and people are recognizing, hey, it's that. That's what I need sure. to hear. I like what I so feel when I, I hear that. out yeah. of where I'm at now. Exactly. You know, so, wow. I mean, it makes sense, especially in this day, you know. Um, we don't have time to not be solid. Oh, I guess and, not. Try the spirits, man. I, if there's if there's anything, and this this kind of would jump tracks for you and I into our pastoral um, role, but man, I, I want my church to be able to detect right the spirit of the antichrist, right, which is already at work, false doctrine, and those that creep in. If we think our churches are exempt from that, yeah, we are blatantly ignoring hmm. the the warnings of the apostles. Right, right. And it's incumbent um, upon us to prepare our congregation. You know, I, I think we have to be really careful as one as Pentecostals because we've always been marked by diversity. Yes, right. We we are a diverse group. Of, of people. I mean, there's, we have, there's, you know, black and brown and white and Asian oneness Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way these end time ideologies, uh, false ideologies come in, they come in through that diversity and they, rather than the church embracing that diversity, they cause tension, right? With they divide. Ideologies. Absolutely. And so if anybody has to be careful, it's us because we are diverse. We can't allow that spirit to creep in. That's the spirit right now. I mean, it's in everything. It's it's in the government. It's right. it's in the schools, uh, both the, the 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 university, the academy, uh, the elementary schools. It's um, it's everywhere. And now it's creeping into the churches. You know, it's it's been in the more liberal churches for some time already, but now it's working its way into the conservative churches. And the way it does that is because people are not 
educated. They don't have the ability to discern mm -hmm. these ideologies. Um, and so I caught wind of that. I said, you know what? I, I need to at least at the minimum educate myself on this so that I can, how can yeah. I recognize something I don't, uh, I'm not educated on too, too many times in Pentecost, we feel like, Oh, I'll just get a sense of it in the spirit. You know, I'll just, something will just, you know, the back of my, you yeah. know, yeah, no, no, no. You know, we have to have understanding. We have to be able to perceive things. And uh, it occurred to me as I was studying this, this critical theory, critical race theory, whatever, it's nothing new. It's just wrapped up in a different sure. package, right? It's, That's uh, right. uh and the way it comes in is it preys on uh, kind of the biblical heart of the people. And what I mean by that is we're, we're always about, you know, equity and justice and mm -hmm. the poor. And that's, that's what the church has always been about. We'll always be about that. But it comes in under that guise, right? Right. And it says that we're not about equity. And we ought to do this in the name of equity. And, and, and so it comes in and I, I started thinking, uh, well, isn't that what Satan did to Adam and Eve in the garden? Mm. He said, listen, the God you serve, and this is kind of, you know, yeah. uh, you can rebuke me if you think this is kind of off, but uh, here's, here's a God. And he said, you can't have this. He's the oppressor. For sure. And because you can't have this, you're the oppressed. Mm -hmm. And he knows that when you take this fruit and you eat it, you'll, become... you'll be equal with him. Right. 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 That's critical race theory in a nutshell. It marks those that are the oppressor, those that are oppressed and what needs to be done to make you equal. Wow. And that's so really good. That's very good. Right. You know, and so what happens is when we as apostolics can recognize these ideologies, we can take that and we can preach that into the spirit of our congregations and preach it. Is, into you know, that's existence. just, that's just the fruit that we need to stay away from. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah. And you know, and that's the power of reading and educating yourself. Right. And especially as, as, as men of God, going back to that pastoral side, why we need to be readers right. is we need to, uh, we're the primary, primary mediators of the word of God. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we are the preacher and a lot of people aren't going to read to how we read and that's okay. Their responsibility is to come here a pulpit that's educated and anointed. Yeah, not either or. Not either or, right, both. That that combination mm. is absolutely lethal. That is the right. Apostle Paul. Yeah, because I've heard educated guys who aren't anointed. Yeah. And the anointing. <laughs> right. It's and, pretty and, bad. <laughs> but the, the Apostle side, the anointing side, and the Paul side, the educated side, are... are it, it, it's it's a combination mm -hmm. right. that absolutely absolutely revolutionizes mm. the church it does because it teaches them how to respond yeah and it gives them power to respond right certainly right and uh, wow and that's that's the power of of reading and books and education and but again, starting off with a doctrinally being sound in, mm. in you know, in well, what and that's doing. coming back to that. That's that's exactly what I admonished that brother in my church was. You read that in a constant comparison and contrast with what you know is biblically sound, and you pull out the principles that don't compromise that, and you ignore the ones that do. 
And right. So that's that. That's yeah, what a, apostolic review is all about. <laughs> that's what we're about, you know. And and uh, it, it's become quite a community. I think of of thinkers, of a lot of the men that follow it. Um, they're either pastors or, like you said, they're aspiring to be pastors. And so, because there's a lot of men of God, you know, in that feed, um, they're able to recommend stuff and say, hey, this yeah. is good, or no, this is not good. Um, you know, and then it gives, in a sense, it gives a voice to a lot of brethren who normally don't have uh, a place to share. Sure. Right? Gives them that You'd platform. Right. You'd be surprised how many people sit in our pews that actually have something worth sharing. Right. You know, that have good thoughts and uh, want to share and just want to be part of a community and part of a, a people that are thinking and talking and so, um, and that's what we do. We just try to keep it that way. You know, obviously I'm an Eagle as far as keeping my eye on, on, you know, anybody that follows us, I, I usually, I try to, um, look at their feet and if I see vulgarity or anything that's contrary to, uh, holiness, you know, it's bad, you know, I mean, we got some Trinitarians following us and we got a, a one of the publishers from Nelson Bibles is following us now. Um, wow. And so, you know, uh, it's, if you're Trinitarian, that's fine. You know, if you're open for engagement and you're not going to get offended, you just got to know where you're at. <laughs> right. 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 You, know you have the right at. to be wrong. <laughs> right. The spears will come flying. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the most of the brethren uh, on, on that feet are pretty solid with the oneness, you know, and it, those spears will just, they'll, yes, the they will. will rise up. <laughs> yes. So maybe we can end with this. Where Where is Apostolic Review going? What's what's your future plans? Are you able to um, tell us that well, kind you of know, stuff? Yeah, it, it's it's taking on, you know, it, it is growing, mm -hmm. you know, thank God for that. Um, it, it wasn't in the beginning, it wasn't intentional. Now it's become very intentional. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, brother, uh, I don't know if you brother Jackson is um, Clay Jackson, Doc, oh, yes. the Doc, right? Yes. Um, he's also an associate editor. Brother Mancino's an associate editor. And uh, so we, we've kind of, we've gone together, we've talked about it. And some of the things we want to do, we want to keep, keep doing what we're doing. Um, but we're also thinking about theology. Mm -hmm. We're also thinking about, especially um, the pastor theologian. It's kind of where our sites are um, in providing a forum of sharing mm -hmm. and discussing. And so we got some things coming up in the future, you know, um, one of the things we, we want to do, um, I think Brother Jackson's working on that right now, is uh, some podcast uh, interviews about books, right? And great. rather than just a little uh, micro review or even a, a written review, mm -hmm. we're going to have brethren talking about a book, um, the ins and outs of it, also um, theological issues, because every book deals with the theological issue, right? That's right. And so that's one of the things we're, we're headed towards. We're headed towards a podcast um, and kind of the thing we're calling like a, a webinar, some webinars where we have writers like brother, maybe, you know, I haven't talked about this, but I'm going to make, give him a shout out brother Whitley, who's a phenomenal writer. We'd like to get him on a webinar, talk about writing his process, talked about how he weaves doctrine into his writing, you know, editors, sure. other, you know, writing books, uh, doing podcasts, mm -hmm. blogging, um, to kind of help people that have an interest in creating 
theological content for the community mm-hmm. um, that are solid doctrinally. They just need help getting sure. the content out. Oh, because some, sometimes, way. I know even from, from our perspective, it's that first step that is the right. most intimidating. Definitely intimidating. You know, it's, it's right. that you click the first upload and, and uh, then run and hide and wait for something to happen or maybe that. nothing to happen. <laughs> do I sound good? Do I sound all right? You know, yeah. How do I look? Was right. that dumb? Right. <laughs> I just don't go back and pay attention to the first ones. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're getting better, right? <laughs> no, but that's, well, that's, you, that's huge. The way doing. you play that off is you go back and you do like a comedy one. Like these are our, there you go. our yeah, mistakes. That's... Yeah. The blooper reel. <laughs> the blooper reel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, for one, um, just over the last three and a half, four months that I've been connected with apostolic review, um, uh, want to thank you for what you do. Cause it, it, um, there's been different spinoff threads on social media that I've gotten into, got great book suggestions, mm. feedback on commentaries, what what to avoid, et cetera. Right. And I, I, I appreciate it. I think it's a very valuable tool in the kingdom of God. So um, I think it's great, and I appreciate you taking time to be with us today to talk about well, it. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, This has been awesome. So if you're wondering where to go, apostolic reviews plural i want to make sure we're getting no, that apostolic right. review review Senior. apostolic review dot oneness com. hey <laughs> even our html address <laughs> that is great well thank you for being with us today i hope you enjoyed it and i know this is going to be an inspiration to many of our listeners praise god god bless y'all The reviews are in, and they are definitely apostolic. I hope you just enjoyed that podcast with Brother Bracamonte. Do I'll I get stop. a, do I get a book? A book. <laughs> Maybe I get a book. book, or I'll read the book that he gives you. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. It's always great to hear from the apostolic community. Uh, that being said, head over to Apostolic Review and check them out on their social media. Um, they're a great group, and they have some exciting content over there. Uh, you could also check out Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. I don't know if you've heard about them or not, but check um, them out. A lot of my friends say it's the best podcast they've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, channeling my presidential. Uh, I guess you are. How's it going? <laughs> All right, like, rate, review this podcast. It helps us chart upwards and onwards as we continue. So thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week on another episode of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop.